Welcome back, builders. This is part two of Sex, Love, and Dating After 30 with 30-something women. We talk about all the things that we've learned to want moving forward in our dating lives that we didn't clearly want in our 20s. So join me for this conversation. We'll have a Creating Space episode for you next week, but let's get back into it. now that you're older and you know your body a little bit more because I think and you know I, and I can only speak for me but I think I can say this for all of us that we were kind of just having sex in oh, our yeah. 20s we were just it was very basic because we were just having sex no conversation about what I want what well, I need it, what you're doing exactly. wrong now you kind of have an idea of what you like how you like to be touched and you can have that conversation with that individual and that individual now, you know, if you're meeting someone at your, you know, at your age or yeah, yeah, and maturity wise, um, they're going to ask those questions. They're not just diving in They're You're they're looking into seeing what pleasures you and vice versa. You're going to look at what pleasures them and that's going to help pleasure you as well. So that that communication base is is totally different as well. Whereas I was just like, you know, drop and draws, honey. Right. Now it's like, okay, okay, okay. A little foreplay, a little conversation, mm-hmm. a little something beforehand. So, yeah. yeah. Um, definitely the con- conversation and communication. I, I know for me, I can sometimes come across as like um, intense with my approach because I'm asking, you know, and I can choose how I ask how soft or how blunt but I'm I'm having the conversation so it's just like oh okay well that was a worker for me or are you good because you ain't did this in a while or you 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 tired I might even ask that in the middle you good yeah that stroke got a little weak (laughs) we talking (laughs) you know what I'm saying because now those pretenses have worn off and I know that it's okay to ask for what I want and to Mm -hmm. require the things that I want and it's okay for that person to to also place that on me as well because if we're going to be doing this we're doing this like we're Mm going to go all in there's no need for us to you know if we need to work on something right if we need to work on something let's work on it and if it's good, I'm going to tell you it's great, you know? Yes. And that, woo, I had to get to that point where I was honest. Because in just having sex, it could have been, like, bad. But he thought he did his thing. I'm like, no, you didn't. So now I'm at, I'm at an age now where, matter of fact, there was a guy I was dating on and off for years. years. Like, my oldest is about to be 12 mm-hmm. next week. Um, even like he's been around before I even had her on and off. <laughs> so like, yeah, like it's just, I, I don't know why we never just got it together, but we were just like, and we didn't even have sex like the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. But when we did, it was just like really basic. And it was like beginning stages of me having sex. Like I didn't have a lot of partners or anything right. like that. So I didn't really know what I liked right. until I started learning myself and then, you know, eventually one day I was just like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And he was like, but I'm comfortable. I don't care what you're comfortable mm-hmm. with. 
Mm-mm. I don't like it. And he was like, well, what do you don't like? And I gave him a list of things that I did not like about it. And it was a long list. And he was like, <laughs> no other woman. I said, but I'm not every woman you sleep with. And that's and that's the problem that you need to figure out that you have I to mean. tailor it for me. Yeah. So if you are not willing to fix that, then I'm not sleeping with you. Like it's not enjoyable for me. And if it's not enjoyable for me, what did I look like? laying on my back for you right he was like and he still to this day tries and (laughs) I want to say it's been like five years now wow Mm -hmm. and like I refuse like it's just nah I can't no more son I I, you horrible (laughs) yeah yeah. and and I had to tell another guy like nah it wasn't good he was like I I ain't never heard that before maybe I it doesn't matter because what you we, heard, love. We be out I'm here honest. faking. And I'll, I'll even call myself out. And Lord, he gonna be mad if he listens to this. But he'd be all right. So I got called out for faking. I only did it like one time. But I'm very convinced. And I did it because I knew I was in my head. And that the person was, you know, doing everything right. But it was me. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I try to help the process. <laughs> This is so upset. I try to help the process. Do y'all know he called me out? That's how well this person knows my body. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when I say it matters that men can read your body, it matters. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, it's embarrassing. Oh my God, I was mortified. I was just like, because it cut you out know? of nowhere. He was like, <laughs> why are you yelling like that? Hush. <laughs> he didn't even do that. He waited. And he was just like, after, you know, everything was finished, he was just like, you fake. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm still trying to lie. But it's important for us to be honest, even when it's uncomfortable. And even when, you know, you feel like, because another part of it, I was like, I didn't, just, I didn't want you to be hard on yourself because I knew it was me. It wasn't you. Um. But just continuously have the conversation because I'm good at having the initial conversation. But sometimes when it gets, you know, a little bit more in depth, I, I start falling off a little bit because, you know, you might not have the energy for the conversation or you feel like the person might be a little bit sensitive to it or you might be just uncomfortable for whatever reason. So, yeah. <laughs> that was for new- Keisha. I have a, I have a question for you because you're you're engaged to be married. What is, and, and the reason why I'm asking is I'm single. <laughs> is there an appropriate amount of time that, and I know this is, it can be different for everyone, but as far, and I know this, if this is too personal, tell me, because I have a tendency to be too personal and have no filter. Um, as far as sex, mm-hmm. is there a certain amount of time a week that you try to have sex? To no. keep that intimacy? No. Because if we just, like, when we spend that time to, when we feel it, we feel that that energy from each other, we mm-hmm. engage. And, and it's not, it don't have to be every day. Because mm-hmm. sex is not my main thing in my relationship. It's not my main. It's, it helps it. Yes, it do. But you don't want to get caught up in just having sex every day, two, three times a day, and you forget the problems that you do have going on. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we choose not to let sex overcrowd our mind, mm-hmm. you know, so we can make sure we are focused on, on our relationship while we do love each other. Because at some point, we may not, not may not be able to have sex. Mm-hmm. So are we going to uh, 
are we going to fall apart because we can't mm -hmm. have sex? So, is that a conversation like the, the two of you sat down and had about sex, like having relations? Yes, because like I said, what, that first year we went through a little sickness thing, and it's like he, we got he had to take care of himself because you know we were sick, so right. you know. You, you okay. had to have that. They say going through stuff your first year or when you first dating, it lets you know how you really feel about that person. Mm -hmm. um, okay. You know, and that was one thing when you go through your sickness, being sick, um, you couldn't. So it's like now we got we have no other choice but look at other things while we love each other. Right. Okay. Shoot, I even have that conversation. Yeah, I was about to ask you next. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. I do. Come on now. I have a conversation. I think I just had it a couple of days ago. I was like, yeah, I can do, I could, I'm aroused every day. At some mm -hmm. point in every day, mm -hmm. I'm aroused. Um, so, and because I'm, you know, in love with the person, I can have sex every day. <laughs> yeah. Do I want to have sex every day? No. Sometimes, sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes, even though my, like you said, my body might be aroused, my mind is off. Okay, I, it's shut down. Um, sometimes I, I really just want us to sit and watch a movie, and or just, or just, or, or just cook together, do something, yeah. cook together, and and that's another level. It's so much more intimacy than mm -hmm. just having sex and. You know, and I like the feeling of building it up for a couple of days. Mm. And then just go at and then it. going in just it. going at because it. Because yeah. what I know is like, you know, having days where you do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. It gets boring. Like you, it gets it's boring, like get repetitive. Like, but it's just like. It gets boring. Because <laughs> you're not being able to miss it. You're not right. being able to miss it. And and yeah. that's the thing. I, I like being able to miss that person's touch and that person's mm -hmm. intimacy and that person's closeness in that way. And because I know I've had a problem before with equating um, closeness and intimacy through sex, mm -hmm. I don't want to indulge myself, overindulge myself so much where I'm doing it every day. Now, if it, a couple of days pass and I'm just like, all right now. <laughs> but going to that I used to lead with sex as well mm. and it used to be so like I, I didn't know any other way and it took and it took a man coming into my life and slowing that down and teaching me that even though we're aroused and we want to let's redirect that energy into something else All right let's sit and read a book together and I love that yeah <laughs> I okay. love that like together yeah and he was actually the first guy to sit down and read a book with me mm -hmm. or let's watch a movie and 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 put that energy into laughing and talking about the movie like we can put that into an experience together where we're still sharing that time together we're still experiencing that time we're still having a connection mm -hmm. even a physical connection because we're, we're touching each other you know we're we're right. laughing with each other we're having that experience but it doesn't have to be sex, sex. Right. And that taught me, that taught me a lot. That's why I asked her that question, because um, I think I, I read something about, you know, married couples is good to have sex at least three times uh, a week. However, any married couple I know, it's just whenever. <laughs> Especially when you invite kids into this, to, into the equation now, you know, you don't, I don't think I think with any kind of relationship, especially like learning that I'm merging routines and, and stuff mm -hmm. and households and stuff like that, I'm, I'm learning like 
Yo, sometimes stuff takes precedence over what you immediately want. Mm -hmm. And you have to take care of the other parts of the relationship, like Keisha was saying, and put some of that stuff on the back burner. That don't mean mm -hmm. keep putting it on the back burner. That don't mean yeah. keep, you know, going to sleep, you know, at night and y'all haven't touched each other in weeks. Because I don't... Mm -mm. I still <laughs> like, okay, what's your problem? Mm -mm. <laughs> we my love that. language is touch anyway. So if you don't touch me, we have a problem. Look, that's not even no, my I'm top one. Yours. But <laughs> I just found out that's my top one. And I'm not even affectionate. <laughs> well, my partner was like as much as you wanted I thought physical touch was your top one I was like no <laughs> but it is important <laughs> but I, also I had to learn like so in previous experiences I had a really um bad experience with someone who I was in love with they didn't want sex nearly as much as I wanted it and so I stopped feeling desired and I stopped feeling um wanted by the person and so I have to learn like whenever, you know, the person might be tired or whatever, whenever it's a no, or it's like, oh, not right now, or, you know, you know, it's okay. And I shouldn't, I, I don't have to feel rejected. So that's something I'm mm -hmm. working on, something I'm still learning too, because you have to understand that all these culminations of our experiences we're carrying over mm -hmm. into, you know, these new experiences and that it shapes the way that we look at sex, love, dating, and all of it. Exactly. Um, I <clears throat> fell into that as well. And I fell into that with him as well because I would, I hate having to come on to you, but I would. Yeah, and, I would initiate all the time. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, he's like, you know what? Let me, and that's when I found out what my love language was. Like we went and did a whole um, quiz on the show and um, when I had a talk with him, he was like, yeah, I can tell that like, your your love language, your top love language is physical touch. Mm -hmm. He was like, you need to be touched and some, feel some type of affection. Affection, yeah. And he was like, and you lead with sex because that's the only way you know how to show me affection. He was like, no, I'm going to teach you how to show me affection other than trying to have sex with me. So that's when we would go into cooking together, watching a movie together, laughing together, actually interacting, not just sitting still and watching it, like actually physically sitting there talking, talking communicating. To each other, yeah. yeah, he was like, this is the intimacy that, you know, that you're, that you really need. You mm -hmm. don't need me on top of you. Right. <laughs> you know, it works against you though, when you have that intimacy and it's so beautiful that it just makes you hornier. <laughs> <laughs> it really does like so after this are we no are we trying to make this happen <laughs> okay but he was like you know if it happens it happens but right. let's not go with the idea of because you want my touch because you want my attention that that's the only way that you way, make it. Yeah. yeah like no you always have my attention I always want you you're beautiful but Sometimes I'll be tired. And he said it just like that. Sometimes I'll be tired. And sometimes like, I'll be tired that. too. And it's just like, girl, you you too tired to even try to, you know, roll on this man. <laughs> Go to sleep. It's okay. It's always tomorrow. Because <laughs> I will lay there. Okay, you you done? Okay. I just want it song. <laughs> look, my, no, look, my favorite one is we can we can just do late do be lazy. lazy. We can do lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not giving my secrets away. All right. <laughs> yeah, because we gonna listen to it. <laughs> look, look, I'm gonna get in trouble. Anyway, um, did you explore yourself sexually in your 20s, and are you doing so in your 30s? 
So that might be solo dolo or Keisha, you ain't in this equation. I guess I ain't in this equation either. So really neat. Have, have you been <laughs> exploring um, with other people um, in your 30s? Hey, yeah, other people. Okay, yeah. Um, yes, <laughs> definitely. Not this year, mm-hmm. but previously, yeah. Um, I, yeah, oh, mm. Were you exploring yourself uh, in those ways okay. in your 20s? I'm sorry. <laughs> you said myself or mm-hmm. as far as other people, bringing other people in? Both. Both. Okay. Okay. So exploring myself, yes. I I started doing that once again. A guy I was dating taught me that. I would refuse to touch myself. I thought I was nasty. Um, I was I was taught that was nasty. I was like, oh, that's religion. No, yeah, I, I was taught. And it wasn't even religion-based. Like, it was just my mom like, oh, that's nasty. You, classic girls don't do stuff like that. Child. <laughs> my vibrator rhymestone. You talking about classy. <laughs> I got to him, and he opened me up to a whole new Open you up, huh? <laughs> I was like, so this and this, and that's when I started to get into pleasuring myself what I like what I didn't like and and that's when I started like in lingerie as well like oh I like to feel sexy I I like this feeling um but yeah uh, I um explore with different toys I I showed you one of my toys I think you did I just got (laughs) I just um purchased my first vibrator this last year now I don't really do much with them because I'm just like Right now, nothing beats the real thing, <laughs> but sure. they're cool, and I, I can see them. myself. I mean, but I'm always a manual type of girl when it comes to self pleasuring, you know. So you. <laughs> I used to be as well. Like that's how I started, but once, um, and and even with um, with the toys, I I'm still uh, certain things I still won't touch or it's just not my thing Mm -hmm. Uh, or not my thing yet because I never say no to anything because I always say I'll try everything at least once no I'll try everything at least once if I don't like but that ain't my thing the taste I'm trying to have (laughs) (laughs) you know I mean like certain things are just like off limits to me like I just can't but I, I don't say I can't. I'm I'm not. I'm going not going to do it because your mind might change. Yeah. Yeah, my mind and my mind has changed for a lot of things. So even the amount of toys and positions and things that I do now, I'm mm-hmm. very shocked at myself because twenty year old me would never. <laughs> twenty year year old me was afraid to even just just change positions and get on top. Like, girl. If you don't get in, get in there, <laughs> yeah. get in there. Now I am different when, since I am single and I'm mingling now. So mm-hmm. being out there and, you know, going into, I might end up having sex with someone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, after a couple of dates, they don't get to see everything. I'm very, I'm a certain way. I'm a certain way in a relationship. Oh, so you don't bring out all the toys on the first no, time. <laughs> I got no toys. I don't even bring out a whole bunch of moves um, at the beginning. Look, you get three preset moves with me, okay? That's it. And then you got to unlock the rest of them like a yeah. okay? <laughs> you you got to get to these different levels. Oh, and it's all goodness. into because I have to make sure this individual, because like what I also learned is some men are very basic, very basic. Yes, and it's important, and I think I talked about this on 
uh, my sex is not a therapist episode like to have a partner who is is now open and exploring with me so like mm-hmm. we some of the stuff we're trying and we're trying together for the first time and I love that because it's the honest place to start from mm-hmm. and it's no pressure on either one of us if we don't like it we don't like it you know what I'm saying if I don't like something I'm just like you know what I, I don't care for that and some stuff it's just like I had to you know let the person know it's like we're not that boring yet where we have to do this stuff maybe you know and I'm not saying that people have to wait until you get boring to introduce different things I'm just like it's it's good enough right now <laughs> you don't have to just throw everything new out there every yeah. week like okay this week we're gonna try no I, I think until you get to a point where you're like hey let's try something new yeah. um that's when you would introduce something um something else to your sex life um as a couple but um I pay attention to certain things um when I do have casual sex, because I will have casual sex. Um, mm-hmm. My co-hosts frown upon that very Child, much. I'm pretty sure they do, as <laughs> if they have never had it. Please, I, I'm a woman, and they could just like, no, you can't. But um, <laughs> but when it comes to casual sex, um, I'm mindful of what I do with an individual, what I do with an individual, and what an individual does to me. Right. Because now I have the question of, you do this to everybody? everybody get this treatment ew you're nasty no no I, can't have I, I don't do you. that so much because i i mm-hmm. when Certain i'm in the things. experience well you know I, i've had somebody um when i was on my own you know casual journey where they they pulled out they they tricked back the first couple of the first round actually and I was just like it crossed my mind for a second but then I was just like I enjoyed myself I know the person was being safe I know I was being safe it's really no reason for me to think about their past because I'm not somebody who tries to think about you know any kind of past escapades that the person may have because I don't want to ruin my experience thinking about who you who else you was doing all that to (laughs) because it's really none of my business but Keisha I'm, I'm sorry Keisha um how about you? Like, have you, did you explore yourself sexually in your 20s? And like, did you do a little bit in your 30s before you got tied down? <laughs> so in the 20s, no, because um, frown, it was frowned upon, like, like a uh, neat said, my mom was like, mm, you ain't supposed to do that. And so it, was, it made me scared and shamed to even go into a store to buy sexual toys. Mm. And even, even that I brought one, younger I still didn't use it because I still felt ashamed but and then like the, the partners I did, did have I was all about having fun so I'm gonna have my fun right but now it's like if that's what you want to do he should go do it you mm-hmm. know or if you want to try this with him try it you know um I can't couldn't worry about so much about my parents life because yeah. they live theirs and I got to live mine. So it's like, and what I do is my business. Back then, I felt like I had to tell, you know, I had to tell them everything. Or I had to, if they come to my apartment, like, oh, I need to put that box away because I don't want them to see that. Or I don't want them to see who somebody been over here last night. But now it's like, all right, this is my house. I pay the bills. If you don't like it, go on back home. All right, tell my mom. You come over here, you're going to see that pole in the bedroom. Right. You you can make your own assumptions about what goes on in here. So I think it's really about being comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. You that so sorry. Oh, look, Jenna already knows I have a bag, and she I have a few bags, and she be like, "Oh, your your bag is 
I don't hide anything from her because at the end of the day, I'm a grown ass woman. Right. I know certain things I learned from going through my mother's stuff. Okay. You did some of the stuff. Stop acting like like that. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, hmm. (laughs) what I learned, and that's not that plundering. Oh, okay. Do you regret, um, you know, not exploring as much in your 20s? Keisha? Yeah. Yes. Um, really, like uh, we talked earlier about how long I think Nick asked the question how long it has been. My last real relationship was ended in 2008. Mm-hmm. So from 2008 to 2019? Mm-hmm. Having fun, you know, dating here and there. Nothing really. I taught that I wanted, but I never took, you know how uh, Kenton, you talked about just not being honest with yourself, just taking whatever you could get from a guy, mm-hmm. not realizing who he was. That's what I was doing for a while. Then it was like, you sit down and you have that self-talk and like, okay, I don't like these feelings once this person decides we're going to split because I end up catching feelings. Right. So it's so like now casual. it's time. Yeah, the casual said start getting, start hurting, mm-hmm. you know. I need to settle down, take care of myself, focus on me right. and what I really want. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the biggest things I learned in my 20s with sex is like, um, I did at some point learn how to turn off my emotions with it, but it's also very hard for me to do so. And I don't want to do it because I am an emotionally sexual person and that's okay. You know, we we are taught a lot, you know, in this day and age of feminism as women to not be emotional when we have sex, to remove it as much as men. And I have no problem with a woman who can do that and who is flourishing in that lane. That's just not the lane that is honest to how I operate. And for me, it's been one of those things where I, for a long time in my 20s, wanted more, but only just you know, allow sex to be the vehicle on trying to get more while simultaneously, you know, the person is just getting what they can get because it's still casual for them. And I'm just sitting there like, I love you. <laughs> like, when you we know, get so, married. Right. right. <laughs> I want to spend the rest of life. <laughs> we get along so well. And meanwhile, you really don't, you're not compatible with the person. You really mm-hmm. don't get along with them because y'all don't really spend a, a lot of time outside your bed. Mm-hmm. And understanding that it was okay for me to speak up and be like I I need more Mm -hmm. I want more I deserve more I'm going after more and I'm not removing sex to try to find it Mm -hmm. I can have you know casual sex and enjoy that lane when it's time for me to enjoy that lane and I can cut it off and decide no you have to pay for this access Mm -hmm. (laughs) so what you had neat I'm sorry (laughs) I was gonna say um just adding to what you said um, when it came to, um, and I wasn't raising my hand as I went to speak. I was raising my hand like, yeah, I can do that. Because um, <laughs> I, I am the person that I do cut off my um, my emotions because mm-hmm. I can get overly, I'm a cancer. I get overly emotional. I'm very emotional. So that's why I only have a certain type of sex with you because mm-hmm. my emotions are in my sex. Like I'm very emotional about what I do. I, like my goal is to, make sure you climax like that's my goal so I'm emotional with everything I do in my touch and the way I talk to you and 
everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so therefore, like, I can't do that with everyone because I'm not looking for that same connection in everyone. Right. So when I'm ve- and it's not even that it's basic, but I can't say that is basic, but I don't bring out all the works. So if I'm just like, I've had a sneaky link before and it will go so much as I call you at three or I call you at 12. Mm-hmm. I go, I do my business and then I leave. And there's I was no lingering, <laughs> no lingering because there's no time for a conversation because once you start having small talk, small conversations, Mm -hmm. that's when things start to change. And I started to notice that with him, when it started to change that, because he caught feelings Mm. and the conversation would go into like, why do you only come over here at 12? Well, I thought that was a conversation, you know, (laughs) but you know, if you want me to come over earlier, yeah, let's watch a movie. Okay, let's watch a movie. So now (laughs) we're we're doing certain, and I was okay with it because I had nothing to do, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, I knew what the end result was going to be. But now we're watching a movie and we're doing this. Now the conversations are starting and now I'm getting to know you a little bit more. Oh, really? You like that? And I don't like you. (laughs) No, like, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to look at you in that way. I've already put in my head that you're a good time not a long time mm-hmm. so and now you just made it a short time because I don't like you <laughs> yeah and, and not even that I didn't like him it's just that I knew I didn't I couldn't have anything serious with him right so he was like well you know I, I feel like you need to just kind of slow down and really get to know someone and he started to try to degrade me of what I was doing with him to make himself feel better for catching feelings mm. so I was like oh okay you want to get cut off say less right. <laughs> so like after that like I think I I end up ghosting him and he came back like uh, oh they always come back they yeah, always like where have you been stranger no Ooh, you ain't no big head no stranger no, <laughs> you no were yet. catching you were in your emotions you were in your feelings and you started to project those on me and get mad right. at me because I was I wasn't feeling the same way right but he was like, well, you know, we're all human. We're going to catch feelings. Yeah. I said, not, and it's not that I didn't have feelings for him. But I just, it just wasn't on the same. Them. Yeah. yeah. I and, didn't want to those feelings. And it was a different, I mean, and like you said, feelings and compatibility are two different things. I can mm-hmm. have feelings for you and we might not be compatible. Or, you know, I I was someone who was able, I was, I can lay up on you on the couch and, you know, we can chill and everything and you give me amazing sex, but because I know we're not compatible outside of this lane, I'm mm-hmm. not catching feelings for you. I don't feel nothing. <laughs> and so I'm okay with it's just easy. being, you know, what it is. But when people get greedy, sometimes they want more and more and more of you. And I'm just like, okay, but we don't work <laughs> in that way. But you know what? I'm going to transition into the dating and aging because I'm starting to realize we have been talking for a while, so this is probably going to be a two-part episode. I'm going to break up the audio and make it a two-part for the listeners. Um, what are three dating rules that you live by? Relax, heal, and embrace a better you. Spa Danny offers quality yet affordable massages customized just for you. Let Danny create a space for you to hit the pause button. Who doesn't need that at the start of 2021? Why not start today? You can call or text 
at 843-687-2079. That's 843-687-2079. You can also message her on her business page at spadanny underscore on Instagram or follow her on Facebook at spadanny LLC. You can also book online at spadannyexperience.com. That's spadannyexperience.com. Treat yourself, be good to yourself, and let 2021 be a whole vibe. Now versus what you live by in your early 20s. Because I know, Nick, uh, you said you don't, you don't uh, have any expectations. So, yeah, Keisha, we'll go with you first. Um, what were your, your three dating rules when you first met your soon-to-be hubby? Just had to throw that out there. Well, my three rules was, of course, stability. You got to be able to provide and, mm-hmm. and know how to communicate. And don't always think you're right. Because right. we sometimes we got to see eye to eye, different perspective, but stability, communication, and the will and to still have fun. You yeah. know, let's not make it every day get up, go to work, come come home. If we do that Monday through Friday, then the weekends we need to take time for ourselves. We need to and we'll we'll go like we may just go riding around to like the lake or to a park or just go walking Hmm. don't make still keep that fun spontaneous within that relationship in the midst of working and taking care of the household Um, like I say sometimes he'll get off early so when I come home I already got dinner ready ready, and I was like oh yes I ain't gotta cook you know you know just keeping spontaneous communication and you know I like that um, yeah those my now in the 20s I really didn't have any I, I ain't really date much just have fun and get on about your business and that's it that was as it. I got older to the 30s it's like, all right Kishi it's time to slow down you know you always wanted to be married you want kids I don't want out a lot you know I still want to be able to experience it so you got to slow down and take care for yourself got it I like that Meek. <laughs> oh, we got to me so fast. Um, in my twenties, the rules that I I went by, I think I had, ugh, I think I had a ninety day rule when I was in my twenties. Hmm. Funny thing, <laughs> very funny. Um, wow, I actually oh, wow. remember that. Yeah, in my twenties, I had the ninety day rule. That's pretty cool. And how has that changed um, now in the thirty? <laughs> <laughs> And but it combined with all my other rules as well. When I was in my twenties, I I was looking for a man to take care of me. Mm-hmm. So I wanted someone that was serious, someone that was um, established. Um, so my rules to that was okay: no sex for at least three months, three or four months. Get to know me, love. You better get to know me, or you know, um, I'm sorry, um, I was a little hot in the deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is a crazy rule that has severely changed. I didn't mean to hit my desk. Um, I used to only do dates at the house. 
Okay. Only due date that happened. So that so was y'all Netflix and, and chilling. Yeah, right in the, in my 20s, um, not so much as far as Netflix, because um, <clears throat> you know, Netflix. It was wasn't now. I know. I gotta... <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were still, you know. <laughs> It was a movie movie gallery, you know. Oh, not the <laughs> blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, I'm really kind of old. Wow. Um, I'm with you. Don't feel bad. Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, I remember so, blockbuster. Believe it or not, and movie gallery, we had one. So that was a part of it. Like I didn't want to be seen with someone um, so early in the situation. So I would always make the first couple of dates mm-hmm. in the house, like. No, we can order out, or you can cook, or I can cook with you. Oh, that's um, different. Yeah, you ain't coming to my house until I, like I've literally, um, you know, dated men, and we can have the little, uh, sweet little dates where we're outside in the parking lot in the car. I've mm-hmm. done that, and have the best conversations, have the music playing, and mm-hmm. we can do that for three or four dates because you're not coming up until I feel comfortable with you. I don't care. <laughs> But see, that was a part of my another rule. Like I would talk to you for a long time before, mm-hmm. um, before I even like I would fall in love with you. Right, <laughs> talking to you, falling in love with your voice before I even see your face. Before, and I used to do um, blind dates as well. Like my oh, friends wow. would hook me up with, yeah, I was really experienced out here in the street. <laughs> I mean, but that's a good thing you had those different experiences. I've never done oh, a yeah. blind date. Um, I've never. No, I can't. I tried online dating, but only to a certain extent. Like I met like two or three people in it, and then I like I got off. Girl, <laughs> I got that's off how. Like, well, you know that's how I met. You met your I, baby, yeah. So that's that'll be the next question we transition into. Like, so what what online dating sites would you like? Have you experienced, and would you recommend for somebody who's like dating? I can't recommend. And me. Oh well, hold on. <laughs> let first let me say what has changed for my thirties. <laughs> got you, got you. <laughs> um, I no longer have that ninety day rule. If whenever I feel like the time is right and the communication is there and the connection is there, then boom, we can fly off the chair, off the dresser, whatever. Okay, not doing yeah. a backflip on it. Yeah, <laughs> dive all in it, but. <laughs> Um, and then as far as like with dates, um, with conversation and all of that at the beginning, I like to, like I said, get my dates out of the way. I don't have any expectations at the beginning until after that first date. Mm-hmm. That's when my expectations, because you have now provided me with expectations for you. You open the door for me. You pay for the meal. Um, you were very respectful. Mm-hmm. You came, you know, very nice and now I have these expectations of you now. Okay. So that has changed in my 30s. Now, as far as um, online dating, I no longer online date like that, even though like my last ugh, situation, um, <laughs> okay. uh, we ended up meeting on social media as far as like Snapchat or Facebook. Well, we met on Snapchat. I think he found me on Facebook, but we officially like seen each other or well, met on, started communicating through Snapchat. But we really didn't get serious until we seen each other in public. And he was like, oh, okay. You know, so you said you really love. Yeah, you said okay. a person, all right. <laughs> and it's so crazy because we had sex that first night. Well, you know, sometimes it happens. And <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's what I said. Sometimes it, it happened. It was like, okay, like we really did like each other and connect. And it, yeah. it lasted almost two years. So 
it was it, it was a beautiful thing. But as far as with <laughs> online dating, I haven't online dated, and I feel so embarrassed to say this since Yahoo Personals. Yahoo you Personals. So you haven't tried Tinder, Bumble, um, the, no, what is it? Two fish, two fish, or something. Oh, the fish in a bowl, something like that. It was it's some Christian dating site, I think. Um, they oh, said it'd be freaky. Oh. E-harmony. e-harmony. I did try e-harmony. I did try e-harmony. Um, what was it? Was a few out there. Um, Black people meet. I have tried oh, that. That that commercial or the little ad for it always makes me laugh because I'd be like, ain't okay. nothing them other, ain't nothing like that up there. <laughs> um, Black Planet. Um, Black, Plan- Black Planet went in the site, was it? Well, they had chats. Okay, they yeah, had I chats. remember they had chats now. My sister used to be in the um, chat. Yeah, the BT, <laughs> yeah, the BT chat rooms. Baby, I was all in it. That was, I'm showing my age because that's and I actually date found someone and dated someone for like oh we dated for like two years and now he's one of my bestest friends. He's my mm-hmm. oldest godfather, like best friend. Well, I'll have y'all know I had a very hot and heavy romance on MySpace back in my day and it only lasted like a week but if he's listening to this episode come find me (laughs) no don't find her don't find her don't come find her (laughs) but Keisha you said that you and um hubby you met through tinder or was it was it yes it was tenders yeah it was tinder okay um it wasn't right off the it wasn't right off the bat. You set your profile up so you get the option to right, swipe right, left, mm-hmm. according to what you like. And then if you and that person um, like each other, then you can start a chat within Tinder. So, you know, you know, have your conversation through, um, through Tinder. And then after that, I chose to give my number to him. It took some months. You know, I think I started like in November, December of 2018. In around February, March, mm. yes, the hooked up. Um, and, but we talked back to the ninety day rule. We did the ninety day rule. Oh, I um, do it was like March. Yeah, it's like March and April was like talking. It was like every night on the phone in the morning. Um, we actually met up in person in May, and then just started dating since then. <laughs> I just realized so mine started off with um knocking the ankles loose. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, you know, because you have so many different, you know, belief systems about, you know, the 90 day rule and then, you know, whether like you said, need to give it up or whatever. But it's really just what works and what meshes and what yeah. you know culminates as a part of the two people's personalities and their connection. And mine started off with sex. Yeah, really and I was just yeah. like I raised my I didn't start like that but as far as like the getting past a certain phase of the connection mm-hmm. happened it, it started you know sex was the catalyst I will say for us to have a deeper connection yeah um with me and that individual um <laughs> we well he's been trying he was trying for for some years um let's see it's been two like he was trying for like three years strong 
And I was just like, waiting. I was just ignore him. Like, uh, he kind of young. You just, you just had him sitting in DMs. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would talk to him, but it was just like nothing could. And I, like, we was even texting at one point, and I was just like, nothing is gonna come of this love because, um, you're young. Like, you're really. I'm grown. I'm grown, grown. Like, do you realize when I was at prom? You were in bed. Listen, <laughs> I, was, I just had a 20. I think I had started dealing with him when he was like 21 or something before. Um, probably like a year or so ago. Well, I was dealing with and I was like, you young. But we can rock with it. I mean, we weren't in a relationship now. You know. Yeah. But, but had see, to teach him some things, Miss Robinson <laughs> style. <laughs> but we ended up um talking just like casually here and there mm. and I went out and, and the crazy part about it was I went out with a different crew of people that mm. evening uh, my friends actually I went out with one of my friends friends which is something I don't usually do like mm. you know those are your friends not mine but the girl she really wanted to go to that particular bar and she was like well Nick would you come with me and I was like yeah all right, <laughs> I'll come, you know. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll come with you. So that way you're not going somewhere by yourself. We get there, we drink, we're having a good time. And me and him lock eyes. And we knew who each other were, like right then right. and there. And, you know, liquor being in our system, things happen. Not the liquor. Don't blame it on the liquor. <laughs> blame it on the alcohol. Things happen. And the next day I was like, I'm so sorry. That doesn't usually happen. That's never happened to me before. I've I'm never had a it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, because I was so ashamed because that's never happened. Like I've never had Got you. my yeah. first one night stand like that. So I was like, listen, like, I don't want you to think I'm that type of female. I don't want you to try to come at me like that again and think, you know, you're just going to be able to have me like that. He was like, nah, like, I really want you. I have been trying this long. Right. And For a reason. Right. Yep, and I say the next weekend we went on our first date. Sometimes it happens. It, it might seem a little messy on the surface, but if it's a real connection, then I mean, you you should be able to read yourself and the room well enough to mm-hmm. know whether it's something that is just solely just a sexual, you know, um, connection that you have with this person, or something else. So I'll get to the last couple of questions and then we can get out of here. Um, how does the interaction and maturity and quality of men in your age group compare to those who were in your age group at 20? Is it better? Because sometimes it I, serious about nothing. Huh? Is it in the in the 20 ages, nothing. It wasn't serious about nothing. They just went to have fun, come in, get what they want to go. But now in the 30s, you meet somebody more in my age bracket. Um, they're more laid back, want to be stable, actually grown for a family. I'm going to play devil's advocate because I feel like it, it get worse at 30. It does. I feel like they try to hold on to their youth so much that they get worse a little bit. So it's just like in the twenties, you can expect immaturity on some level. You can you can expect you know some sometimes bad sex. You can expect mm-hmm. them to be financially unstable and all this type of stuff because everybody's trying to get their life together in their twenties. But for the most part, I've been experiencing older men or men close to my age, pretty much my whole dating experience. And what I see, or even when I look at other men and I have conversations with them and they're way older, I mm-hmm. see that 
your mentality is a lot worse <laughs> than, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because it's just like the maturity for me is just not there. And it's like they're trying to hold on to these images or of who they were in their 20s while simultaneously holding on to outdated dating standards and expectations and not changing with the times. It's just a weird combination of, of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen some of them like that too. Yeah. yeah. I, I can say the same as I got older because when I was younger, I was approached. Well, I'll make this clear. I have been in a, not a lot of relationships, but I've been in long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my single time, like my longest time being single, was maybe a year and a half between relationships but pretty much like since I like I have a high school sweetheart that I dated from ninth grade to my second year in college Mm -hmm. the same individual and like we were supposed to have kids we were supposed to get married and you know things just didn't work out as such because you meet different people in college uh, you have different experiences didn't what it's supposed to happen you know things happen and yeah life happens and um and just like you know other individuals I wanted to date that we just kind of couldn't make it there but um as far as like the maturity level when I got to my 30s um even when I got older like in my late 20s I figured I would find some more responsible, more stable men because they, I, I figured, you know, I'm, I'm in a better financial situation. I'm not great, but you know, I'm in a better financial situation. And I kind of looked at men as, okay, well, you're a provider, you're a lead, you know, that's what I want. So, you know, you should, until I figured out, oh yeah, some bumps. Why, why do I, where, where are the high class, high end men here? And then even those that can financially take care of you or all of that, they have this image that they like to uphold. And, mm-hmm. and it just becomes like, like, even like one of my ex that me and him are like, really, and people are shocked because he really hurt me, really hurt me. Um, but he taught me a lot about relationships and I always tell him that, but we're really close as friends now. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that helped me move on from him, not just that we were friends before we started dating, was because he told me, I, I'm never going to be with just one woman ever in life, Janine, right. ever. Right. And he taught me to listen to what somebody is telling me. And he told me that consistently, consistently, even though like he would change it, you know, all of, all of that, but he would consistently tell me like when we were first, look, I'm never going to be with just one woman. And I'm wow. thinking like, wow. you are in your thirties and this is what you're telling me. In your 30s. You're, you're in your thirties. And we have a lot of conversations about how men think. And I always tell him like, you know, what do you think about this situation? Or, you know, we'll have a conversation about our relationships. And he'd be like, Janique, men our age don't do X, Y, Z or not going to do X, Y, Z. And the maturity level is like, that's how y'all think? Mm-hmm. He's like, we're simple. For a lot of them. Yeah, and so a lot. Um, I mean, and not the, you know, shit on men in general, but I do, no. I, it's, it's something I've seen. 
Right. It's something I've seen for a while where it's just like, you know, all right, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the truth is in the pudding when they say that, you know, sometimes men mature slower than women and you grow and, you know, develop a lot slower than, you know, your female counterparts because I see it. <laughs> um, oh, so many questions left, but I'm just, I'm asked one last one and then we're going to get out of here. Um, what would you tell your 20 year old self about sex, love, and dating? I'll let Keisha go first. <laughs> um, know yourself first before you just jump into anything. Take time for self. Hmm. Could you, and then, um, even if you get in a relationship or think you want to be with somebody, be honest up front. Don't let, don't put your blinders on. Keep, keep your eyes open. And I like the idea Neat have about expectations. I'm going in thinking this is what I want or what it should be. But that man might have his own time schedule, time out, what he or how he wants to treat a female. So definitely know yourself, love yourself first. Um, take your time and be be truthful up front. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Neat, what about you? All right. <laughs> um, when it comes to sex and love, be yourself. Learn to love yourself first. Put yourself first. Have fun. Enjoy it. Um, don't lock yourself down in every situation. Mm-hmm. That you know, don't get too comfortable in every situation. Um, listen with your eyes open. Yeah. Uh, for me, I would say first thing you should do is break free of these um, social conditioned expectations that have been placed on you. Because until you can do that, you won't know who you truly are underneath it. Until mm-hmm. you do that, you won't know exactly what you want, what you need, um, because you're not exploring the proper way right you're exploring through the lens of what somebody tells you you're supposed to want and tells you what you need um but you have to break out of um these things that tell you you're not supposed to be sexual you have to break out of these things that tell you that when you're in a relationship with a man you have to be submissive all the time you have to break out of these ideas that tell you that whenever it comes to love you're supposed to just give it all away and not keep any for yourself so I would say break out of these mindsets and these social constructs that make you feel as though you're not supposed to stand up and say what you want in sex, stand up and say what you need in love and stand up and say what kind of partner you deserve. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Learn yourself. Learn yourself. I think I would just post the rest of these questions because it's so good. They but, are. Yeah. I'm just like, dang. The myth of the drip. Post 30 trip. Oh, that is definitely. (laughs) Okay, one last one. How have you seen (laughs) sex, love, and dating play out for women older than yourselves? Um, For me, um, it's kind of a mixture. Um, All my high school friends, well, I'll say this, my high school and college circle, because I have a high school in college circle and I have my friends now that I've met that I've been close to the past couple of years those 
those friends from college, all of them are married. Mm. All of them are married. Um, we're all, you know, the same age and they're all married. And it's, it's like, um, it kind of made me want to, it kind of made put me in a place at one moment that I wanted to rush into finding somebody and, um, and settling down. Um, when I got to the group of friends that I have now that I see almost every other day um, is a mixture. Is a mixture of someone that was divorced, someone that was engaged, um, someone that had been with the same man for 16 years, but never married. Um, so like it was different views and it kind of gave me a different look at no one's journey is the same. <laughs> um, everyone experiences love differently. Mm -hmm. um, and that it doesn't matter how old you are. Um, don't put a number on when you fall in love. Do not put a number on when you should get married. Do not put a number on when you should have kids. Yeah. Like, just enjoy your life. I think I've been good at that so far. Because <laughs> I've just decided I want some of those things. Uh, Keisha, I'll let you go and then I'll close it out. Um. I agree with everything what Neat said. Like everything that you just laid out, I agree one hundred percent. Um, I think for me, seeing older women deal with sex, love, and dating, it's either it's it's polarizing. You either you either have this section that is so married to these these ideas that we've been conditioned to think that they're doing it to their detriment so they're not having good sex they don't know about their bodies and what they really deserve and want love is draining for them because they give it all away to their family to their husbands and they get very little back and then the relationship dynamic is very skewed where you know they've lost themselves in their marriage and their family and they just they're okay with it because they don't they don't know haven't learned any better and they think that's the way it's supposed to be and then it just this is other side of it where you have women who are who are rejecting that who they've gotten that divorce the kids mm -hmm. are out of the house they traveling they say a bump that I'll, I'm it's about me they are retiring um they're starting to date um or have multiple boyfriends these are the women that you see then they might be a sugar mama because she got it like that. She already got her house. She's already established, you know, mm -hmm. she got her car and everything and, and she's enjoying her life. And so I see, you know, both, both happening for women mm -hmm. who are in their forties, their fifties, their sixties, um, going about and operating life. And then there's always, you know, women who are doing both in some mm -hmm. capacity, right? You have women who are, have healthy relationships and healthy marriages and, you know, have the kids and everything else. So, um, yeah, hopefully I can be somewhere in the middle mm -hmm. <laughs> when I get that age. But Neek Cruz of Relationship Status Podcast. It's been yeah. great talking to you. Likewise, it's always a joy to come on Let's Build Futures. Yes. I always enjoy it. Thank you. And Keisha. Yes. Where my invitation at? 
Oh, uh, it ain't set out yet. <laughs> still working. Come on, you already got me on a certain timeline. It's, we're not on that week yet. <laughs> I know, I know. I said I'm right up the weeks too. We got the fitting coming up, so so excited. It's nice meeting you, unique. And I <laughs> Likewise, I, I do listen to relationship status. Um, thank you. One of the ones that I love was the one about um, oh shucks, negotiables and non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. I love that one. I had to play that on repeat. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to bring that back. We need. We definitely. I might need to write up something, and we need to bring that back. Yeah. I, I enjoy relationship status. So, thank you. Yeah, always good material. But uh, go ahead and let them know where you, they can find Unique and Keisha. If you want to plug your social media, which I know you probably don't want to do, but if you <laughs> want to, you can always uh, join in and plug it. All right. Well, for me, you can find me on all social media at Neat Groove. That's it. Neat Groove. N-I-Q-U-E-C-R-E-W-S. You can find me everywhere. TikTok, Facebook, um, Instagram, Snapchat. It's all Neat Groove. Um, send me letters if you would like to discuss, you know, hey, I do give advice on relationships. Um, we speak your um, letter out on our show and relationship status. Um, you can listen to Relationship Status on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you can listen to your podcast for free. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Keisha. Well, I'm on Instagram. You forgot um, your tag. I look. See, as soon as I saw you looking down, I was like, she forgot. I did. Because <laughs> I don't get, you know, I don't get on my stuff that often. <laughs> it's Siobhan underscore C03. Um, that's on Instagram. So if you, you know, want to ask questions or shout out, I'm here. <laughs> awesome. And I'm your host, K Antoinette. You know, you can follow me at inst- on Instagram at K Antoinette underscore the blogger, or you can follow the Let's Build Futures page at Let's underscore build underscore futures. Visit Let's Build Futures.com. And you can also email me any questions, any concerns, any topic ideas at all things LBF. That's all things LBF at gmail.com. I'll be happy to. Uh, read your letters or answer your questions on the next episode but this has been a great one and until next time bye